0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 377. Concerning Holy Confession, we should derive two kinds of profit from Holy Confession. One, we come to confession to be healed. Two, we come to be educated. Like a small child, our soul has constant need of education. O my Jesus, I understand these words to their very depths. I know from my own experience that, on its own strength, the soul will not go far. It will exert itself greatly and will do nothing for the glory of God. It will err continually because our mind is darkened and does not know how to discern its own affairs. I shall pay special attention to two things. Firstly, I will choose, in making my confession, that which humiliates me most, even if it be a trifle, but something that costs me much, and for that reason I will tell it. Secondly, I will practice contrition, not only during confession, but during every self-examination, and I will arouse within myself an act of perfect contrition, especially when I I am going to bed. One more word. A soul which sincerely wants to advance in perfection must observe strictly the advice given by the spiritual director. There is is as much holiness as there is dependence. Once, as I was talking with my spiritual director, I had an interior vision— quicker than lightning, of his soul, in great suffering, in such agony that God touches very few souls with such fire. The suffering arises from this work. There will come a time when this work, which God is demanding so very much, will be as though utterly undone. And then God will act with great power, which will give evidence of its authenticity. It will be a new splendor for the church, although it has been dormant, in it for from long ago that god is infinitely merciful no one can deny he desires everyone to know this bef- this before he comes again as judge he wants souls to come to know him first as king of mercy when this triumph comes we shall already have entered the new life in which there is no suffering but before this your soul of the spiritual director, will be surfeited with bitterness at the sight of the destruction of your efforts. However, this will only appear to be so, because what God has once decided upon, he does not change. But although this destruction will be such, only in outward appearance the suffering will be real. When will this happen? I do not know. How long will it last? I do not know. But God has promised a great grace, especially to you and to all those who will proclaim my great mercy. I shall protect them myself at the hour of death as my own glory. And even if the sins of souls were as dark as night, when the sinner turns to my mercy, he gives me the greatest praise and is the glory of my passion. When a soul extols my goodness, Satan trembles before it and flees to the very bottom of hell. During one of the adorations, Jesus promised me that with souls that have recourse to my mercy and with those that glorify and proclaim my great mercy to others, I will deal according to my infinite mercy at the hour of their death. My heart is sorrowful, Jesus said, because even chosen souls do not understand the greatness of my mercy. Their relationship with me is, in certain ways, imbued with mistrust. Oh, how much that wounds my heart. Remember my passion, and if you do not believe my words, at least believe my wounds. I make no movement, no gesture, after my own liking, because I am bound by grace. I always consider what is more pleasing to Jesus. When meditating once on obedience, I heard these words In this meditation, the priest is speaking particularly for you. Know that I am borrowing his lips. I tried to listen most attentively to everything and to apply everything to my own heart, as in every meditation. When the priest said that an obedient soul was filled with the power of God, yes. When you are obedient, I take away your weakness and replace it with my strength. I am very surprised that souls do not want to make that exchange with me. I said to the Lord, Jesus, enlighten my heart, or else I, too, will not understand much from these words. St. Faustina teaches us here about Confession. She says that we should gain two things from confession, healing and education. Like little children, we need to constantly learn new things. She sought to open her soul in confession and to not hide anything from her confessor. Uh, She wanted to always follow the advice of her confessor. Also, she sought to be contrite whenever she examined her conscience, to have a sorrow for her sins. We don't want to hurt Jesus with our sins, and we certainly don't want to become cold and indifferent about them. She then had a vision of how the Divine Mercy message and devotion would be almost destroyed, and how much her spiritual director would have to suffer because of that. A decree from the Vatican prohibited the spreading of the devotion to the Divine Mercy in the form given by St. Faustina. This prohibition lasted from 1958 until 1978, 20 years. It was lifted just before the election of uh, St. John Paul II as Pope. And the ban came about because it was difficult during those years when Poland was under communism to uh, obtain the original documentation on the um, Divine Mercy message, the Diary of St. Faustina. Uh, St. Faustina did have a limited education, so it was sometimes difficult to discern uh, because of the punctuation that she used or failed to use which were her words and which were Jesus' words in the diary. When we read the diary now, uh, the words of Jesus are in boldface, uh, and uh, the other words, so it's easy to distinguish between what St. Faustina is saying, what Jesus is saying, but in the original diary it wasn't that way. Um, and it was finally cleared up after 20 years. Uh, it was fortunate that the ban was lifted under Pope Paul VI because if it had been, uh, uh, happened under John Paul II, some might have accused him of doing it only because of his Polish heritage. Now, Jesus promised that he will protect those who proclaim his mercy. St. Faustina and Blessed Michael Sapochko suffered much during their lifetimes, but now they're enjoying the fruits of their efforts and their labors, and they are interceding for all of us who proclaim God's mercy. So let's sing of the mercies of the Lord forever.